Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Twice in two days. Yes, we're back with another podcast for you guys. Uh, my name's Tom Charles, and joining me tonight is Dave Barnett. Arrowhead Supremo, Dave Barnett. Yeah, the Arrowheads are broad Supremo. You've taken my nickname. Uh, I think it's done now. We had a few comments after yesterday's show. Um, people agree with it, and that's it. I think my nickname now needs to change. Yep. To what? Well, I don't know. What should we call you now? I don't know. We'll leave that up to the listeners. Um, we're here because of the deserter. The deserter that would do. We're here today because obviously we've got to talk about the news that just come out regarding Tariq Hill. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go back and listen to yesterday's podcast because we talked about a lot yesterday on yesterday's podcast. A lot of it was about me and my new job with Arrowhead Pride, but we also talked about training camp. His and there status was, as a Judas. Yeah. Exactly. And there was also a lot on in the podcast about training camps. There was a lot of mm. stuff on there that didn't involve Tariq Hill. So if you're just listening to this, do go back and listen to it because... The, the two shows don't really tie up at all, really. So they are completely different shows. So you've got two hours of listening to us or an hour and a half, potentially, of listening to us this weekend. So aren't you lucky? Anyways, as I said... The luckiest. Haha. <laughs> yep. The lucky one is Brad right now, who's in the pub because he's about to go yeah. on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, actually, because we've been on standby, really, for two weeks now um, for this news. We, we made a point in our little messenger of... We would stay on standby, so if this news broke, we would record that day. Um, at least two of us would get together and record the podcast. Yeah. And secretly, I've been hoping that it would be a day that Brad was around because I despise hosting this show. Um, but he does. Lo He's and behold, <laughs> I do hate it. But lo and behold, it's the one day that Brad can't make. Typical. So here we are. So this morning, or this afternoon for us over here in the UK, the news broke that Tyreek Hill will not be suspended uh, for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. What was your initial reaction when you saw that news, Dave? Uh, surprised. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league has um, been, I guess, quick to punish other players for similar mm-hmm. discretions, regardless of whether they'd been proved guilty or not before. So, yeah, it was an interesting take. Um, I was certainly not expecting, like, the lengthy ban that I thought you might get originally, but I'm still surprised there wasn't a suspension of some sort and Mm -hmm. that he can, like, basically immediately return to team activities, Mm -hmm. which means he's there for training camp. Yeah. And the way it's worked is that people's expectations of the suspension or the punishment has slowly but surely worked down. But in my mind, and it sounds like in yours, that it never really got to a point where I thought there would be zero games. Um, the audio recording, okay, it's obviously been doctored, but I thought that one line in itself was going to be enough to warrant a suspension. And I was expecting yeah. a minimum of two games. So when that news broke today that he's not serving any suspension whatsoever I must admit I was definitely taken back by it yeah shocked um, I say and I've got a few of my friends are 
are Patriots fans, and after some of the suspensions <laughs> and penalties that have been handed down to them in the mm-hmm. past, you know, five six years, especially a suspension to a certain quarterback, um, yeah, got a few comments <laughs> directed towards myself saying that we got off uh, very very lightly in comparison. Yeah, and I, I think that would be safe to say with the audio. Again, the audio was doctored and KCTV did a terrible job of covering that particular story. And I think yeah. the media hasn't painted itself in the best light. And we we were fooled by it ourselves because we had a conversation after draft night, after the yeah. audio was released, and all three of us were there saying that right, he should be released. And we were fooled. Nah, we probably not released, but certainly banned and not playing the NFL again, I think was the thing. It was a case of, I think, making sure that Chiefs didn't make the same mistake with Kareem Hunt, but mm. also, you know, um, punish the player at the same time. Yeah, um, excuse me. I used the word released. Um, that's what I meant. Sorry, because I actually wrote an article at the time how the NFL needed to protect the Chiefs in regards to Tyreek Hill by obviously banning him. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I, I, I say I think there was more along that lines, but mm-hmm. obviously... As more's come, more has come out about it. Obviously, the murkier it's all becoming. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's like the only two people that know what happened are Tyreek Hill and his ex. You know, the mother of his son. So mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will ever truly find out what went on. Mm-hmm. But I certainly think he was painted in a worse light yeah. than he should have been. Not that he's a saint to begin with, shall no. we say? And we must be said it is on us that we were fooled by. It's not entirely our fault. Obviously, there was a third party in this, and this was KCTV that did yeah. edit that audio, and we were fooled. And maybe we jumped the gun a little bit, which I will take. But I think of. everyone was the mm. same in that regard. I don't see. I didn't see anyone defending him at the time. To be perfectly honest, I think if you looked on any any the sort of Chiefs-related sites, a lot of the NFL-related sites, you know, I think a lot of people were saying, if not, you know, the majority of people were all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's only since this extended audio has been released that opinions have changed. Obviously, there's still some people that are very sceptical, and understandably so, I get it. But I, I certainly have the mindset of, you know, innocent until proven guilty and until you have some solid evidence to say otherwise, I just, I just don't see how you, you know, can throw the book at him, really. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the NFL handled it? Because you can't say that they haven't been fired. This first started in March, and obviously you saw how quickly they dealt with the Kareem Hunt thing. Obviously they had video to lean back on, so it was slightly mm-hmm. different. But this story broke in March, and now we're sitting here the 19th of July, uh, July. so what, we've gone four or five months now since this story came out. And so, overall, do you think the NFL and the Chiefs have handled this quite well? Well, I think it helps that it's the off-season. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Kareem Hunt thing, sort of all that came out during the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, similar issues before have happened in season. Um, I mean, I, I think if I mentioned the Tom Brady one before, if you go and look at, back at that, it was a similar investigation where they, it would, they were months putting together mm-hmm. evidence and whatever like that. And I think you know that again because that happened in the off season and it sort of fell at the right time probably mm-hmm. as sort of 
you know, callous as it might sound to say something like that. But, you know, the investigation came at the right time for the Chiefs and the NFL because there wasn't really a lot else going on. So that mm-hmm. could you, they could take their time with it. They weren't having to, you know, immediately. Because if that had happened in season, Hill would have missed a bunch of games and wouldn't have been played wouldn't have played until it had been sorted out yeah true um whereas now it's not really yeah he missed a couple of otas that's not a big deal um so yeah it's it's actually probably worked out better for for everyone in the long run because mm-hmm. when this the audio got released it was draft night it was during the spectacle and the chiefs were very quick to say they weren't going to jump the gun they obviously suspended yeah, him from team activities. it was the night before wasn't it i think mm. um and yeah, I say, I think what what probably was as damning was that we went out and drafted a receiver in the second round as well. Mm-hmm. It just was all pointing towards he's messed up. Basically, yeah. everything yeah. pointed towards he's messed up. Um, you so, almost put two and two together there. Exactly. Yeah, it was like how the Chiefs, you know, attacked the draft. Kind of gave you an idea of what they were thinking and. So yeah, for that to happen, and then it, you know, turns out, you know, actually nothing's going to happen from it. Um, yeah, it kind of weird because you look at look at the Chiefs' offense now, and it's well, it was scary already, and now it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's speed, speed, and speed. I think is uh, the name. Yeah, of the who, who are you going to cover? You got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, McCall Hardman. Good luck. That's I actually, all I can say. I actually saw a, a tweet from um, one of my new colleagues at Arrowhead Pride. Sorry to jump that. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I'd throw oh. one in there, just you know. My good friend at Arrowhead Pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was from Craig Stout, and he um, tweeted out that um, if the Chiefs lined up in Week One with ten personnel, with Tyreek Kill, Sammy Watkins, Byron Pringle, Miko Hardman, and Damian Williams, the average forty, uh, the average forty time of that group is four point three nine seconds. Yeah, it's pretty fast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good luck covering that. So, but yeah, I don't d- think anyone's d- taken Byron Pringle ahead of Travis Kelsey in that no. situation. So, before we get on to how it affects the offense going forward, yeah. how do you reckon this news is going to be received outside of the Chiefs' kingdom? Because obviously, we not we've, well. <laughs> we've we've monitored this story so much closer than yeah. everyone else so when my friends talk about it they think oh, Tariq Hill's a scumbag he's going to get suspended for the year the Chiefs aren't going to do anything he deserves a suspension and I do say to them like just read a little bit just just investigate don't go completely dig yeah. If but as soon as you read a little bit it's not quite as bad as it first made out no. I was like them not to the, that extreme, but I was like no, them no. a few months ago. But the more you read about it, the more um, educated you are about this story, the more you realise it's just not—it's not black and white by any means. No, exactly, and I think that's the the biggest thing is you you do have to look at it and be like, okay, you know, everything isn't quite what it seemed up front. But as I say we 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 followed this more closely, just from the you know reaction from a few of my friends earlier today you know they were a little bit shocked and you can imagine some fans of certain teams you know take example the cowboys um with what happened with zeke despite mm-hmm. the fact nothing was actually proving against him um it, yeah they're, they're probably going to look at this situation and be like how's this come about how has he not been punished 
Um, but yeah, it is one of those situations where you know um, you you do have to say to people, um, you know, read into it a little bit more, mm-hmm. see you know what other people are saying because yeah, it doesn't sort of tell the the full story. Um, if, you, if you looked at a timeline of this and only a timeline, you would come to your become to your own uh, assumption that he is definitely guilty and warrants a lengthy yeah. suspension. Um, yeah, I say it's just obviously it's not going to be well received, um, and I think at the end of the day, there's not really anything you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But it is. Uh, you know, to quote Love Island, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> league's made their decision now. Um, the Chiefs were proactive. I don't think anyone can criticise the Chiefs in this regard. They were proactive, you know, banning him from team activities immediately. Um, you know, they they did their due diligence and um, I say now the league's made their decision and I, I don't think anyone can look upon the Chiefs and say, you know, they've done anything wrong in this situation. How much do you think timing comes into it? Because last week, Ezekiel Elliott obviously was found that he wasn't getting a ban. Today, they've said that Tyreek Hill isn't getting a ban. And obviously, the league at the moment is currently discussing the new CBA. Do you think that has an effect on the outcome at all? That's me being Mr. Pessimistic, but do you think that probably played a factor a little bit? Maybe, but at the same time, it's, I think, like, the kind of, certainly under a microscope at mm-hmm. the minute with after a couple of the previous incidents where you know teams were wondering what the hell was going on with sort of suspensions and fines and whatever and penalties that were handed down so yeah. i feel like potentially it's a case of the league trying to go a, you know balance the scales back in the other direction a little bit yeah. um potentially um and as i say Technically, he hasn't broken any thing, you know, any league mm-hmm. rules. So it's like, what do you get him for? That, yeah. That's the thing. I just, I just struggle with the language used on the audio. They're just that one line. I yeah, struggle. Yeah. I struggle to believe that if this happened last year or the year before, that he would come out with this without a suspension um, because of that one line um, because if you have to look at Jimmy Smith obviously he made threats before yeah. and obviously you have to take context because it was an audio and we've now heard the extended audio but I'm just I'm, I am surprised really surprised that they didn't throw two games at him just for the audio alone yeah I, I say I would have thought potentially they'd have looked at it as you know I guess bringing the league into disrepute or you know putting the league in a bad light mm-hmm. something along those lines where they could have got him on some sort of technicality even though he hadn't really yeah they couldn't really prove anything so mm-hmm. yeah I'm surprised but as I say I feel like yeah it's probably a case of trying to balance the scales back in the other direction a little bit so we move on Tariq Hill is not serving a suspension um at all at the moment they have said if any more news comes out regarding this case they will um, yeah. address it but as it stands and with the information we've got Tariq Hill is not serving a suspension he's back no. to team activities next week the training camp starts a week on Saturday he's there so we touched on it earlier how does this affect the wide receiver room and the, the plan for the offence going into 2019 
Um, I think <laughs> who uh, was it? You that made the bet with me last night. I'm looking forward to receiving that twenty pounds off you. Let's say that much. Well, regarding Gronkowski. Oh shit! No, no. What was that? Oh, I thought yeah. we made a bet on Sammy Watkins. No, no, no my we bad. No. Uh, we made a bet on Gronkowski, mate. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> You're trying to uh, hustle me. I listen to yeah. these shows back. I know I what we talk about. <laughs> I say a lot of shit. I don't remember half the stuff I say on these <laughs> yeah. shows. I just remember we made a bet, and you mentioned something about Sammy Watkins getting a thousand I, yards. I, yeah, I said Sammy Watkins would would get a thousand yards. He's season. not going to now. I don't think <laughs> if Hill is available for all sixteen games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it affect every basically everyone just drops down in the pecking order one yeah. because he'll outside of maybe Travis Kelsey, you know, who gets his looks anyway, but mm-hmm. I like, you know, everyone else is just you know, a little bit further down the pecking yeah. order. Um and you know what? I honestly think this spells the beginning of the end for Watkins in Yeah. Unless he does uh, something Casey. special. Unless he does something special mm-hmm. and something else happens with Hill, because you know technically he's only got one year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I feel like with Hardman now sort of not having to be rushed, yeah, as much um, gives him more time to develop this year and step into the number two role next year. I think he's the busy, biggest benefactor of all of this, to be honest. I think Sammy Watkins is probably the biggest loser, and Miko Hardman's probably the biggest winner because now there is no expectations for Miko Hardman. A few months ago, when he was drafted, he was drafted to play a position because Tyreek Hill was well, basically to replace Tyreek yeah. Hill. That, then, that everyone was going to put, everyone was going to expect Hardman to basically be a like for like replacement for Hill, and it just removes a ton of expectations off his shoulders, mm-hmm. and it's just like. You know, whatever he does now, it's not going to be scrutinised quite the same. Sammy Watkins is under the cap for nineteen million dollars this year. Um, obviously, he's expected something quite similar the year after, but we can yeah. cu- we can cut him um, without taking a hit too much next year. Do you, yeah, it's what, like what does Sammy Watkins? Dollars, isn't it? I think we. What does he need to achieve this year? Um, uh, it's, I don't think it matters. Know, <laughs> really? I genuinely don't think it matters. Um, if, especially if the Chiefs tie down Hill to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like, And the thing is, Hill's probably not going to get quite as much money as he would have done mm-hmm. six months ago. Um, he'll still get a, a good chunk of money, but mm-hmm. I don't think he'll get quite as much. Um but there's no way you're going to be paying two receivers forty million dollars e cap mm. space. It's just, I just you can't do it. Um, so yeah, um, I think regardless of what Watkins does this year, I think it's probably his last year in KC. Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts, everyone. Because yeah, uh, get him a Super Bowl ring, send him off on his way. Yeah, he, everyone's happy. Yeah, because I do like Sammy Watkins. And I do think it made a difference when he was on the field last year. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, if you just looked at the the box score, you probably think that he was a waste of of space, but he really wasn't. He did open things up for ends. In in Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, you've probably got the best duo along with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham in the league. I mean, I, I don't think there's a better set, uh, overall set of receivers in mm-hmm. the league when you look at the group as a whole. You know, you know, you got Demarcus Robinson. As your fourth choice mm-hmm. wide receiver, um, and probably your fifth, sixth option on the offense, because then you've got to throw in, you know, Travis Kelsey and Damian Williams, and then you've got Darwin Thompson, 
the rookie running back out the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, we've not even talked about a, like, a guy like Dieter yet, who's a favourite of Mahomes. Um, and then obviously Pringle, who you mentioned before. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that that receiver room's just stacked. And um, yeah, if the the offensive line holds up this year, fifty touchdowns is mm-hmm. certainly not out of the question again. I don't think. Life just got a little bit harder for the Jags, the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Lions. Teams are probably expecting a suspension of two to four games, and they're probably yeah. looking at their early early season games, thinking they stand a chance here if Tariq Hill isn't playing, but. We're going to see Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill once again, which was a fascinating matchup last year. Um, I would say Jalen Ramsey probably edged it, but Tyreek Hill grew into his role a lot better and is getting better as a receiver as week on week. Yeah, uh, uh, to say the thing is, like in a situation like that, it just means someone else is exactly. open. Exactly, and that's the thing that is the case with anyone like that. If you really are going to try and bracket guys like mm-hmm. teams have tried to bracket Kelsey and teams have tried to bracket Hill mm-hmm. you know play man and play a safety over the top it just means someone else is going to be open yeah. you can't cover everyone and it's even more tr- true now with the additions so yeah I just I'd hate to have to try and scheme mm-hmm. to defend that offence it's going to well, be the, disgusting the, the, the ASC championship game was a perfect example of that in the first half Bill Belichick really made a point of stopping Tyreek Hill and yep. he continued that into the second half but by half time Andy Reid and Mahomes had figured it out and yep. so in the second half look at the difference and if teams are going to try and to stop Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins someone else will be open and Andy Reid is the master Pat Mahomes is getting smarter like this this offense is going to be genuinely genuinely yeah, scary yeah. and if you pair it with a, a, a half decent let's say half decent if we can get their defence then I just don't know of a team in this league that is set up to beat the Chiefs as they are right now uh, and as I say it's just like this is the insane thing it's we're talking about Mahomes as if he's been in the league like 10 years and he's mm. a third year starter which just makes it even more sorry second year starter third year player mm-hmm. which just makes it in, even more insane that he's able to do what he can do at this age and yeah it's just the future looks bright very very bright speaking of the future i'm going to ask this question and some people might say it's insensitive asking this now because obviously it is mm-hmm. um obviously a very touchy subject and obviously but Tariq hill mm-hmm. as on his current trajectory yeah and the way he's played regard regarding all the stuff that's obviously come into play all the things we know about college and what happened in college and what's happening now. His play alone and the way he carries on will get him into the Hall of Fame. Do you think it will be held against him no. if he carried on like this? No. I mean, there's players in the Hall of Fame that have done worse. Mm-hmm. You know, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. A certain linebacker. Uh, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't think nobody will remember this in ten years' time if Hill stays out of trouble and carries on the trajectory that he's on at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it'll be forgotten about. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, one last thought is that obviously there's been investigations going into this, mm. and there have been very thorough investigations by 
um, obviously the DA, the the CSE, is it the Child Services in America, yeah, and obviously the NFL. And the general outcome from it is that it was an accident that injured Tyreek Hill's son's arm. So that is a pleasing aspect of it, obviously, because underneath all this sports story and obviously the suspension story, the underlying yeah. factor is that there was a little boy that people thought had come to harm in his own home. And thankfully, the conclusion seems to be that it was an accident and he isn't under harm. Okay, their relationship might be toxic and that will affect the, the child in other yeah, ways. But in the aspect that people were talking about and the accusations going around, it seems that they weren't true, which has to be seen as a positive. Yeah, for sure. I say, like, as much as we all love football, you know, it's secondary to, mm-hmm. you know, to other stuff. So, yeah, of course, it's, it's always positive to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just hope for, the, the, you know, his sake that the two of them can sort it out. Yeah, I think I think we're leaving. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> I've been to cough for the last two minutes. I was just really holding it in. I think we'll leave it there. Um, thank you for making yourself available for me, Dave. Um, it's nice to hear that you're not ripping into me like you were constantly for four. Oh, minutes. you said this had to be a serious podcast, yeah. so I was serious. <laughs> yeah, but do do go back. But it's over now, first. so. Get out. Love Island. Get do out. Go back and um, listen to yesterday's podcast. We do talk about training camp, obviously. Uh, we made a couple of bets in there. It's a, it's a fun show, so go, go and listen to that. But um, I want to thank you all for listening to us. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.